1: Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, HealthLock.com. Go there today.
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael.
2: To the legend behind Labamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we're
3: coming
1: to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a
4: country song. We'll all be flying higher than a
5: jetliner, and if you wanna. At some point, the dam is going to break and even the New York Times and the Washington Post are going to recognize that we may have a criminal family. Sitting in the White House.
6: This is the reality of the Republican investigation into the so-called Biden crime family. It's seemingly riddled with stunts and conspiracies.
4: There are a lot of teachers here, I think, so I'm going to tell you, you know, one of the things I love is Venn diagrams. Any math teachers in the room? I love Venn diagrams.
0: Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming
1: to your city
4: you a conscious Sean Hannity. The new Sean
5: Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour.
1: All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Thanks for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, we've been following the events, uh, in Israel of judicial reform and, and there's been some, a little bit of civil unrest and disagreement within the country about it. I think there's been a, a, a grave misunderstanding when you, when you dig into the details of what it really is all about. Um, it's, it's just interesting that people get a different perspective. Uh, Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu joins us right now. Uh, our closest ally in the Middle East, the only democracy in the region. Uh, Sir, it's always great to have you back. How are you?
3: I'm fine. How are you, Sean?
1: Well, uh, to be honest, I've been worried about you. I mean, you had a pacemaker put in one day, and then the next day you're in the Knesset and and addressing the nation, and it's like you didn't even have the pacemaker put in. I'm like, all right, is my friend of 30 years okay?
3: (laughs) Yes, very much so, and you're very kind to ask. Uh, Look, you know, I I, I worked on the – uh, historic Abraham Accords to bring historic peace with the help of uh, America and President Trump's administration to bring uh, the four the Abraham Accords. So after they put the uh, the pacemaker in me, one of my aides said, "Okay, we now have the peacemaker with a pacemaker."
1: <laughs> you know, having a great. And by the way, you, I did see you. You did look great. Uh, of course, we wish you you know obviously the best of health at all times. Uh let's let's talk about this judicial reform and you have been making a very powerful case that Israel will be stronger a stronger democracy uh because of these reforms your opponents have been falsely accusing you of trying to do this uh, uh as a means of of dealing with this ridiculous legal problem that you've had hanging over your head for uh what 5 years now uh, I think it has to do with whether or not you somebody gave you free gifts of cigars. That's how stupid this is. But um, I, I, I'd like you to explain it because obviously we have a lot of people that care deeply about our closest ally.
3: Well, look, Israel uh, is a democracy, and the uh, the basic thing in a democracy is balancing the will of the the rights of the majority. Uh, with the rights of the minority or individual rights, okay, and the way you balance these things uh, is that you have the balance, the checks and balances between the three branches of government. In Israel, over the last two decades, the judiciary, which is the most activist judiciary on the planet, arrogated for itself a lot of the powers of the two other branches, the executive and the legislative, uh, giving it the power to essentially nullify any decision. Uh, made by the the government or the the uh, Knesset, our our, our legislature. That so we're trying to bring it back into balance. We don't want a subservient judiciary. We want an independent judiciary, but we don't want an all powerful judiciary. And that's what we're seeking to cor- uh, correct. And uh, you know, the, the majority of the people who vote for us time and time again, they feel that their vote is not represented. Uh, by uh, after the government is formed because the government is basically chained it's blocked to make uh, to carry out the policy decisions which the voters vote for by uh, an unelected uh, 15-man court 15-person court uh, responders you know uh, uh, respectable people important people but uh, but they they don't have any checks on them it's like you know you need checks and balances in israel the supreme court has all the checks No balance. So we're trying to bring some balance into it. That is what the people wanted. That's what they voted us for. It's got nothing to do with the legal proceedings against me. Let me tell you something. My trial has been going on for three years. It's unraveling. A few weeks ago, the three judges called the prosecution in and said, listen, you got to drop the bribery charge. We haven't heard a single defense witness yet, but you got to drop the bribery charge. Uh, and, uh, you know, the only request I have for my trial, Sean, is just to have live television coverage, not only because it's the best show in town, but also because it, it lets the truth come out. And I always said the truth will come out and it is coming out. And you see there are some very unpleasant things like the blackmailing of witnesses. The use of sophisticated spyware uh, on the planet, uh, you know, uh, available on Earth, used against my associates to shake them down. Uh, Terrible things that should not happen. So the truth is coming out, but this has got nothing to do with my trial, which is proceeding on its own. Uh, This is something that has to do with the feelings of millions of Israeli voters who say, we want our policies, the things we voted for, done by the elected government and not nullified by arbitrary victims of the supreme court
1: now every everybody i think understands how complicated your parliamentary system is i mean you know you went through a period of of great uncertainty with what four or five elections in and four or five years uh... I, i've not seen anything like that or expected anything like that or to see anything like that in my lifetime I i think the moral equivalent in the united states that my audience would relate to is what we call judicial activism and, and, for example, we're supposed to have co-equal branches of government, and there are originalists, as we call them, or those that believe in, in the, the role of the judiciary not to legislate from the bench, and, and those that prefer to appoint what we call judicial activists, and those that feel that they have a right to legislate from the bench. But these are defined roles in our Constitution, and, and that is not the role of the court in the U.S. What, what I think makes this even more acute of a pro- problem in Israel is when there is a change of government and the opposition uh, doesn't like whatever legislation is passed or the mandate given to that government form, like in, in this case, your government, uh, they use the courts, as you point out, to, to, to negate or uh, uh, nullify what it is that... That that the people voted for, and that has been happening both, you know, not only in governments you have formed, but in governments that other prime ministers have formed.
3: Yeah, I I think that uh, we should give the the courts their due, but we can't give them more than their due. Uh, They they have uh, there is a thing called judicial review, which was established, uh, you know, by Madison uh, versus Marbury, uh, you know, in eighteen o three. Sure. You can have a judicial review over, over the government decisions, the con- congressional decisions in your case. But, uh, you don't have the ability, the court doesn't have the ability to change the constitution. So, you know, it, what, what we're discussing now in Israel is whether we don't have a constitution, but the closest thing we have is basic laws. And basically what we're discussing now is whether the court can strike down basic laws. That would be like, the U.S. Supreme Court, which is committed to the Constitution, uh, nullifying a constitutional amendment by saying it's unconstitutional. <laughs> that's pretty weird, right?
1: Well, that's what you're dealing with in reality. That's the reality of of what the, what the law was leading up to these reforms.
3: Well, uh, listen, it's uncharted territory. I hope the court doesn't go there. I don't believe they'll go there, but... Who knows? All I can tell you is that what we're trying to do is bring back into balance the Israeli uh, uh, judicial system so that it reflects what is uh, common in just about every democracy uh, on earth. Uh, and I'm working actually to achieve a compromise, uh, uh, for example, on this reasonable clause that we, uh, uh, we uh, just enacted the opposition leaders many of them supported it just seven months ago before the elections they changed for political reasons but they supported this they said we can't have just uh, you know this this situation where a subjective decision by the judges they say that something is unreasonable now you imagine an american president be it donald trump or be it joe biden uh you know they make an appointment and the court says well we think this is an unreasonable appointment not because it's illegal, uh, you know it's not conflict of interest, it's not uh, any other things uh, because there are plenty of checks uh, that the the court has over these uh, these kinds of decisions, and there are left there are, there are plenty of them in Israel too, but just because we deem it unreasonable. well, suppose the the appointment, the guy that you want to appoint to the cabinet was ratified by the Senate, okay It was ratified okay in our case, the person was ratified by the Knesset in our case. The person was voted by close to half a million voters. You know, is their are their decisions less reasonable than the decisions of this or that judge, uh, respectable as they may be? Of course not. So that, that's really what we're, uh, you know, what we corrected, which is actually a minor correction. The reason it's a minor correction, and I didn't go for the full Monty, is because even though I don't agree with the critics of the uh, judicial reform, I understand that there's concern. You know, people have been frightened, they think we're gonna be a dictatorship and all this nonsense. I'm supposed to be some authoritarian potentate. Uh, You know, I'm out to, uh, uh, I'm looking out for my own interests and all that nonsense, okay? So I understand that concern. To alleviate those concerns, I said, okay, I'm willing to compromise. I pressed the pause button on the legislation. Even though we have the majority, And I reached out to the other side of the aisle, and I said, okay, let's take a month to try to reach compromise on this and other matters. Then I added another month. Then I added another month. They wouldn't compromise on anything. And the reason they wouldn't compromise on anything is because they want to bring down the government. And they said a compromise would be good for the country. If it's good for the country, it's good for the government. So because we don't want it to benefit the government, we're not reaching any sort of a uh, compromise uh, that's why we passed uh, you know i passed the next uh you know a minor thing i'm still trying to get reach a compromise we might actually be able to reach it because since the opposition saw that we could pass something without them maybe now they'll be more prone to do something with them uh, and that's what i'm trying to do you know i'm trying to trying to reach a compromise
1: quick break more with israeli prime minister uh uh, Benjamin Netanyahu on the other side, also your calls coming up, 800 941 our number if you want to be a part of the program.
0: and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey.
2: I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage.
0: I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We continue with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who is uh, on the line from Israel. Let me move on to another issue that I know you and I have discussed for all the years that we've known each other, and that is the country of Iran Um uh, a number of events, number of things are going on. Um, I don't like the fact that Joe Biden, our president, seems to be uh, desperately wanting uh, a renewal of, of this, what was a horrific Iranian deal uh, that gave them a, a fortune in money. And, and now I see you talk about the Abraham Accords. Now I see the Saudis allowing the communist Chinese to negotiate a peace deal with the Iranians. And do the same thing with the Syrians. And then I see Egypt and the UAE now aligning more with Putin and Russia. Uh, and I think they are only doing so in the absence of, of the leadership that we had prior to Joe Biden. Uh, do you see the same thing I do? And, and how grave is that danger? Cause I read that the Iranians are very close to being, uh, having nuclear weapons. That scares me.
3: Well, it certainly concerns me. That's the, And as the Prime Minister of Israel, I'll do everything in my power to prevent uh, Iran from getting nuclear weapons. I, I, you know my position. I think that uh, any deal with Iran that doesn't roll back physically their uh, nuclear uh, infrastructure is, is basically worthless. And I have said that to successive administrations. My position hasn't changed. I'm not sure that the, the deal is on the table right now for a variety of reasons uh, but i will say that i've always said that with a deal or without a deal uh, israel will reserve the freedom of action to defend itself by, by itself against any threat including the threat of a nuclear iran that openly calls for our destruction uh but i think there's uh there's another and that's one of the reasons one of the two reasons uh, that i came back into government and this is my sixth term. It's not exactly a walk in a rose garden, as you can imagine. Uh, the,
1: I, I, I've watched every one of them. There's no election that takes place in Israel that's a walk in the rose garden, not one.
3: No, no. Uh, po- politics are not a genteel sport anywhere, and certainly not in Israel. But the other reason that I came into back to government, in addition to blocking Iran's uh, nuclear designs uh, is and its aggression, is to expand the circle of peace uh, with, uh, uh, with our Arab neighbors. And I think there's a real opportunity there. I think the opportunity is to achieve a normalization and peace treaty with Saudi Arabia. And on this, I have to say that uh, the, the Biden administration is working, trying to achieve it. And I, look, it depends in many ways on the Saudis. Uh, if they decide to come forward, that's fine. I don't think that they have any illusions about Iran. Uh, I think they also understand that uh, whatever criticism one may have of the United States uh it is the uh, you know it's the one indispensable ally uh, on earth. We all want a very strong uh, American ally.
1: Well, first of all, we're glad you're healthy. we're glad everything came out well um this This is a historic time that's for sure it's also a scary time um I'm not happy with the uh, geopolitical ambitions of both Russia and China uh, I'm not happy I call it a new axis of evil that's Russia China Iran uh, I'm not uh, happy with China trying to expand their sphere of influence into the Middle East where you are and I think that uh, the United States needs to get back in the game and for that to happen I believe we need a new president in November 24 but I'll keep you out of American politics the last place you need to be Um. Uh, Prime Minister BB Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, Israel, always a great pleasure to have you, my friend. Look forward to having you on TV soon.
3: Thank you, Sean, and hope to see you soon on camera.
1: Yes, sir. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program.
5: You can't always believe what the other side claims. That's why there's The Sean Hannity Show.
1: All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Your call's coming up here. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, MyPillow celebrating now the 20th anniversary. Over 80 million pillows sold. Wow, what a number. Anyway, Mike Lindell, all his employees, they want to thank each and every customer, and, and they're doing so by giving you the lowest price in the history of their famous MyPillow. Uh, just go to the Sean Hannity Square at MyPillow.com. Right now, you can get their queen-size My Pillow for only 19.98 regular price 69.98 if you want a king size it's only 10 bucks more now in addition to this special anniversary offer on the pillows you're going to get deep discounts on other great my pillow products like their bed sheets their mattress toppers their pet beds their towels my slippers so much more and anyway it's simple call mention my name 800-919-6090 or just go online mypillow.com and click on the Sean Hannity square and you'll get this great deal the queen size MyPillow, 1998, lowest price ever, 10 year warranty, 60 day unconditional money back guarantee. You have nothing to lose with a trial period like that. 800-919-6090, mention my name or just go to mypillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square. Uh, all right. Let's get to our busy, busy, uh, telephones here. Let's say hi to James is in Utah. James, where in Utah are you, sir?
4: How you doing, Sean? Gosh, what a blessing just to even speak to you. I've been listening to you since I was a little kid riding around the truck with my papa. Uh, first,
1: you know, that sounds like, remember Rush used to always have Rush babies, you know, and they would listen because their parents had Rush on in the car, and then they grew up liking Rush. Um, I guess that means I'm getting older, number one. And number two, uh, I take that as a high compliment. Thank you.
4: Well, yes, sir. No, first, I just want to give a huge shout-out to XEL Resources and H&P, RIG 520, out here in Vernal, Utah, keep drilling. Uh, but my main, uh, thing I wanted to say is everything that's going on with Hunter Biden, how good of a su- sweet of a plea deal this is and just how just so it's just so good to him. Isn't this quote unquote what you call white privilege? Because anyone else in ethnicity, color does not matter. If, if it was a normal citizen who broke this law, they wouldn't just t- uh, hand us the book. They would beat us to the ground till he died with the book. And I just don't get how someone like him could just get away with stuff like this.
1: Well, I mean, they're getting away with it because, you know, the system right now is corrupt. There's no other way to describe it. I'm not I mean, we're not making this up about a dual system of justice. You know, we're not making it up when we talk about the FBI, you know, putting cinder blocks on the scales of presidential elections in 2016 and 2020. It really happened. And we have all the evidence you'd ever need. You know, if, you know, Donald Trump's treated one way and if you're Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, you, get, you you get a whole different level of treatment. And you know what they tried to pull off yesterday was they tried to pull a fast one. And what they were really trying to do is is have a wink and a nod deal with obscure language in the deal that allowed that that would have exonerated Hunter from any further investigations. The judge saw right through it, picked up on it, and asked the 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 twenty billion dollar question. Which was, um, does that mean, does this deal allow for him to be prosecuted on other things like Farrah violations? And at that point, the DOJ, knowing that they are being scrutinized to the level they are, thanks to Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee, they knew they had to answer in the affirmative that there were ongoing investigations. Now, did that catch the defense uh, off guard? Yeah, because they, they felt like they had an agreement. But you know why? Because they did have an agreement. They had an agreement that this would end it for Hunter and he'd walk away with a slap on the wrist and, you know, a no a no jail plea and that nothing else would happen down the road. That blew up right in their face yesterday. Now, they're going to try to do it in another backhanded way. Probably, you know, if I'm the judge in this case, usually what would happen at this point is the person would be charged and brought to trial. But I suspect that, you know, the favoritism is going to continue and, and they're going to try and get creative and come up with, you know, another sweetheart deal for Hunter. That's what I suspect.
4: Well, and see, what just mind boggles me is because, you know, working on the oil rig out here, you meet all sorts of different people. And there's people out here that want to change their life and do better in their life. But they did they They messed up. They messed up not too long ago and they broke a law and they realize they broke a law, but they can't go and get their CDL because of laws they broke in the past. But this man went, did drugs, spent taxpayers' money, all that, and they're allowing this man to walk like he has no, no worries in the world. And my whole thing is, when are we going to hold politicians to the, the same amount of level of equality? Because the left likes to preach about equality, equality, but the whole time their politicians are breaking laws, and doing vast amounts of number of things that should be illegal and spend the rest of their life in jail, but they get away with it. But when it comes to a citizen who pays taxes, the blood, sweat, hours, and tears they put in the back, back end of this country, and they just blue screw they just screw us over. And it's just it just mind boggles me, especially as a 24 year old in this country who is out here busting his butt, working his butt off, just for them to just tear it all down, and it upsets me, Sean.
1: Look, you're 24, you're the same age as my son, and my advice to you is, of course you should pay attention to, to all these events that are unfolding. However, you know what? You've got your whole life ahead of you here, and and I still believe in the American dream. And if you put in the hours and you, you use the, the great mind that God gave you and you find your talents that God gave you, And you, you couple that with a work ethic second to none. I don't think you can fail in America. I really believe that. That's for any American. So I would say, say, keep your head down, work really hard and, and don't stop. And regardless of who comes and goes and in power, you know, for, for the most part, you know, you're free to do so now. I don't, I don't, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know how bad things ultimately get. I don't. I worry about it, but I can't worry about something I can't control. I'm just concerned. and But I can say this. You can be the master of your own destiny. One of the things, you know, I've lived in my adult life as somebody that had no money and now somebody that is pretty financially secure. And it's much, and I'll be honest, I probably was happier when I was poor um, in some ways, because I got a gun at my head, you know, like 24-7. And, and I work 24-7. And on the other hand I I do lo- money is freedom. So don't underestimate the money aspect of life. And and the best scenario is to find your passion. I found my passion it was radio and then I didn't even know TV was not part of the plan and and I followed my passion and, and find a way to make money doing something you love because then it's not really work every day. You know I love doing my job every day. I, I, that's why I keep doing it. I'm not doing it because I get paid now. I'm doing it because I want to do it. I'm doing it because I care about my country. I'm doing it because I think I have something to offer. And I know you have something to offer. Every human being has gifts that God gave them. You know, he knew you before you were born. He's your creator. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows how many grains of of sand there are on every beach in in the entire universe. So I think if you, you look at it from that perspective, I think that, that you just you you worry about the things you can worry about, and and you fight hard and you spare time to get the best people in office possible. So, as Thomas Paine said, you know, government in its best state is but a necessary evil, and its worst state an intolerable one. You know, let let's get a government that is less intrusive, that has more common sense, that understands foreign policy, understands the basics of a free market economy. And uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll prevail in November of twenty twenty four. That's the only thing we can really hope for right now.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, What's well, called the one last thing I just wanted to say, Sean, is God bless you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit protects you and guides you to make right decisions, because, sir, you're doing such a blessing for this country. We're you know, telling people that don't have a word out there in this. And I just want to say thank you for everything. And like I said, I pray that the Holy Spirit just not protects you, but protects your loved ones. And mostly important, I pray the Holy Spirit protects our enemies of our country and inside the country. Because I just want to say thank you, sir, for everything you've done.
1: Well, the nicest thing I think people can can say to you is when they say they're praying for you. So I I, I very graciously and humbly say thank you, and may God shine His face upon you every day of your life and protect you as well. All right, my friend.
4: Yes, yes, sir. God bless you.
1: you need- God bless you. Eight hundred nine four one Sean. You know, thank God we're not in a public school; would not be able to have that conversation there. Uh, Unless we somehow, maybe we'd get away with it if we mixed in gender identity classes with it. I don't know. That might help. A little CRT mixed in for, you know, flavor. Uh, Anyway, back to our phones. Joel in Florida, the free state of Florida. What's up, Joel? How are you?
5: Hey, Sean. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. One of the greatest disappointments of my 35 years of corporate and airline uh, flying was, i never saw a ufo nor did i know personally anybody that did that's and of course i believe in them and i believe the the military guys are having all the fun i mean they're they're the ones that are really being concentrated by let's let's say for the sake of of this conversation that the ufos do in fact exist they exist and this goes back military-wise to world war ii when uh When uh, uh, the Allied, in fact, the the pilots on both sides reported uh, what they called Foo Fighters back back then. Not the band, but Foo Fighters. And uh, if you're asking the question, a lot of people are asking the question, does our government have the technology now to to fly these things? Then you'd have to ask the question, did they have the technology 80 years ago? And And the answer is obviously no. Which you least- know, I, I watched the people and I looked at the
1: backgrounds of many of the people that are testifying here. I mean, you're talking about highly decorated, decades-long, you know, pilots in, in our Air Force and at the, the highest level in our military. And we're not just talking about one or two nutty people on the fringe here. We're talking about, you know, dozens and dozens of people and sean i believe them by the way by the way i believe it too (laughs) i mean now they're talking about biologics meaning that they there's some type of some type of life recovery that they know about that they might not be telling us about they believe that they found technology that does not exist here on earth um if that's all true i'd like you know maybe maybe we can learn something from it now maybe it's not true but i suspect strongly that our government is not honest with us that's my strong suspicion and, um, I, I don't think they, I think they're doing us a disservice by not telling us the truth. I, you know, the American people can handle the truth. You know, this isn't Jack Nicholson and a few good men. You can handle the truth. Well, actually, I can handle the truth. And I'd rather know the truth. The truth will set you free. I read that one someplace.
5: The, 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 uh, the reason that they, they might be concentrating on, on military, maybe it's some kind of a threat assessment or something. You know, you know, I mean, certainly airliners are no, uh, are no threat to a ufo i mean any number of reasons but i would wouldn't surprise me that these things are are not even armed i mean they're just recon airplanes or whatever you want to call them my question is how did they get here
1: how did they transverse they're not they're not telling us i mean how many times did these guys answer yesterday uh, ma'am i'd love to answer that question sir i'd like to answer that question but i can't do it in an open session I'd, i can only do it in a closed session I'm like, that, I'm like, why, why are you teasing me like this? That's exactly what I want to hear. I want to know exactly what you know. I know, I want to know exactly what you saw. Um, I want to know every detail of what, what you know. Um, but I understand the need for the government to keep secrets at times. Man, maybe there are good reasons for it. I will say this. Um, in conversations that I had with President Trump, a number of times I tried to ask him about this topic. You know, just in off air conversations, because you only have a limited time and and there's so much material I have to cover in the course of an interview. And he never wanted to answer the question. I I never got a denial and I never got, you know, yeah, there's definitely something to this. Never got
5: anything. I tried. I saw him questioned on that. I saw Obama questioned on that and he kind of sloughed it off, too. Yeah, um, and maybe there's good
1: reason for it. I'm not sure. sure. Like, when I was interviewing Bobby Kennedy Jr. the other night, and, and he really strongly believes that the CIA was involved in the killing of his uncle, John F. Kennedy, the president, and his, his father, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Sr., uh, who was running for president in 1968. And, um, you know, I asked him what evidence he had, and he actually had a, a list of very specific examples. Now, if you go back to the assassination of JFK, I mean, I went down there once with Mark Furman to the grassy knoll and the bank depository. And, you know, we, we went over the, the magic bullet theory. I mean, this, this belief that the bullet that killed John Kennedy also hit John Connolly and, and so on and so forth. That magic bullet theory didn't, this doesn't meet the smell test for me. And for a long time, I mean, that's where people have, uh put their belief um I would like to know more about Lee Harvey Oswald. I'd like to know who he was really associated with. I don't know. And I, apparently there's a, a lot of information that the the government keeps secret and nearly 60 years later. Why? That doesn't make sense to me. I think we're tough enough that we can handle it. Anyway, appreciate the call, Joel. Thank you. All right, buddy. God bless you. 800-941-Sean on number you want to be a part of the program. That's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We'll have all the news information that the media has been ignoring about the Biden family syndicate and the Biden bribery allegations. Uh, We got full coverage. Uh, Lindsey Graham is active in a way that nobody knows right now. He's going to tell us about uh, actions he's taken. The great one, Mark Levin, Stephen Miller tonight, Greg Jarrett tonight, Brian Brenberg tonight, Tudor Dixon. Uh, and Nancy Mace, by the way, will join us tonight. Jimmy Fallon, Dagan McDowell, 9 Eastern. Well, I guess somebody's got to ask Nancy Mace what that was all about. Anyway, all coming up tonight, Set Your DVR Monday through Friday, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making the show possible.
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts.